Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream, and their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious. Or their organ strawberry. Oh, I love it. Sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces. So, so good. Plus, you got to check out their mudside flavor. It's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips. Oh, it's so good. I gotta go get some ice cream right now. Plus, you know you're in good hands with Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts. Boy, oh boy. I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's spring collection is here, and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new, vintage colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B. B-O-M-B-A-S.com slash bonkers. Use the code bonkers at checkout. Today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. That's right. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it is all included with your Squarespace website. So start your free trial today at squarespace.com. Enter the offer code bonkers. That's B-O-N-K-E-R-S to get 10% off your first purchase. Okay? Don't fuck around. Squarespace is the place to build your website, and get your life going, your virtual life. Squarespace.com, offer code bonkers. And a big thank you to our good friends at Sonos. Oh my gosh, I love Sonos. You know I love Sonos. Sonos and Squarespace, my life is complete. But why do I love Sonos so much? Because it is a smart speaker system, okay? Think of it like this. Your speaker is a hub that your phone controls. Whatever you want to play off your phone, boom, it's coming right out of your speaker. It's so easy. It's so simple. You can have speakers in different rooms playing different things. You can make all your speakers play the same thing. So when you walk through your house or your apartment, every room is playing the same podcast or song or whatever you want to be listening to. Um, It's so easy. It's so fun. They have so many different ways to get into Sonos. You can get big home Sonoses that, you know, if you have multi-million dollars in a sound studio or whatever, or movie theater, whatever, you can get Sonos. You can get it put in your house. Then they have just little baby speakers, you know, just ones that you can kind of keep on a desk, you know, at work or something like that. And then they have like big, nice, badass speakers. I actually just bought a Sonos soundbar for my TV because it just makes my TV sound awesome. And I bought it. They didn't even give me one. I wish they gave me one. One simple app controls all your favorite music. So definitely check out Sonos. If you haven't heard of it, haven't seen it, I think you'll like it. 
just added a brand new How Did This Get Made show December 16th at 10 p.m. at Largo in Los Angeles. Go to Largo-LA.com for tickets. That's Friday, December 16th at 10 p.m. It's like my mama always told me. Don't pick on the simple handyman because one day he'll become the internet and pixelate your ass. We saw the lawnmower man, so you know what that means. The naked grow baby in his belly, rock a rhinestone vest while ripping Justin to Kelly. Or maybe see a burlesque show with Nick Crow and take a boat with speed to hitting cruise control. J Man, Big Paul, and the beautiful June. Gonna take you from the goob all the way to the room. Random games of Street Fighter help to blow off steam. Just a sucker punch the odd life of Timothy Green. Shocking it, bird demic, how we stand alive. They call it in the badass, and he's on the line. Cranking 88 minutes, cause they cool as ice. Cause a bad Jim Barney look. Looking kind of nice. Paul and June getting literal. Jason is getting laid. June is making sure all the monkey shots getting paid. They judge a bunch of movies while they're making the grade. Here's a real question for you. How did this get made? Hello, people this place we are very excited to talk about a movie that predicted the future <laughs> it's a movie that talks about the dangers of vr and what better antidote to what we're going through in this society than this film uh i am so excited to talk about it tonight with you but let me get be first joined by my co-host please welcome jason manzoukas <laughs> Jason, I am great. I love hearing that theme song, and when you come to see a live show, there's a video that accompanies it. Yep. And I feel like I catch something from it every time, uh, but I love it, and I, I want the guy who recorded that, Maru, to kind of do an updated version. I, I agree. That's so funny. As I was watching it, I was like, so much new has happened. There are so many new verses he could write. And I, mean, I think everybody would agree this song needs to be longer. Longer. Updated. Let's get it going. By the way, I'll also say this. The gauntlet has been thrown. Anybody can record a theme song. 100%. We will likely put it on the show. 90% of the times, we're putting the show right away. We have no quality control. Very little filtering is going on. If you can get it, if I get it, it's going in a file. And some of you, some of you bands are out there. You're on the road. You're in stupid vans. You're listening to our show. So pull over, write a theme song, send it in. Vampire Academy rhymes with so many things. Yes. Come on, you guys. Give back. And then we need a talented person to cut together a theme song for it which has a video component. Anyway, Do don't worry about it. free work for us. We need more free work. Um, well, Jason, uh, we are not joined tonight by June Diane Raphael. Uh, sadly, she is not here. But we have two amazing guests. Two amazing guests that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> oh, me? <laughs> I thought you were talking to the audience. I was. I I know who it is. 
promise my mind's not going to be blown only because I was standing over there with the well, mouse. Well, I just was, I was looking for you to be like, sorry, you know, sorry, I wasn't back it up. You know, you know what? Let's do it again. Let's right. do it again. We have take two. two. Let's take it back. We're going to edit this part out. No, we got to keep it in for, you know, for reality's sake. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The show is all about keeping the... This show is about the truth. Amen. Transparency. Transparent the show. Season two. Love it. Cast of Transparent next week on the show. The entire it's gonna be a very it's a lot of talking. Yep. Uh, uh, but we will finally do uh, the Phantom Menace. Uh, <laughs> Cast of we are not doing the Phantom Menace. Full transparency, it's not gonna happen because I say, as I've said many times before, it's the best Star Wars movie that's ever been made. JK, it's a nightmare. Uh, I wept, I, I saw it on my 30th birthday wept openly in front of the woman that I was in love with. I believe that to be the beginning of the end of our relationship. Uh, I think she saw true weakness within me. I, I was right there with you. saw it opening day. I had to see it twice in the same day to admit to myself that it wasn't good. Wow. Thought to myself... The pod racing sequence wasn't bad. No, that was not bad. That was bad. It looked pretty cool. And the opening was cool. I mean, it was really cool. Um, when I left the theater, I was like, oh, I was too excited to enjoy it. That's why I didn't like it. <laughs> then oh, it went that's back. adorable. Yeah, that's how that's I... That's adorable that you really, like, lied to yourself. <laughs> that I was... I cried at the end of the movie, and my girlfriend at the time was like, what's wrong? And I was like, it was terrible. <laughs> I remember... Uh, and it was my birthday. That was rough. But I was an adult. It's not like it was like my 11th birthday. For real. I was a grown man. Uh, I remember that uh, our good friend Rob Riggle uh, was coming back from... One of our from, greatest of friends. Uh, was coming back from uh, Iraq at that point or Afghanistan. And we were like... He was like, I can't wait to come back and see Star Wars. Like, uh... <laughs> Maybe we hold off on that. Was one of the jackass instead? <laughs> oh. um, all right, so uh, we have two amazing guests tonight. Please welcome our first guest. You can see him in a brand new Fox show called Making History, but you also just saw him as the villain in Ghostbusters. Please welcome Neil Casey. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Neil. Hi. Hello. Neil, when did you see The Phantom Menace, and what was your opinion of it? I saw The Phantom Menace. I was a senior in high school, wow. and I went to go see it at midnight when it came out. Cool. Right. And I the same thing. I needed to see it. I saw it three or four more times to make sure. Oh, I sure. definitely saw it four times yeah. in the theater. Yeah, yeah. I, I, wow. I, I saw it a number more times to just make sure that I wasn't missing something good. You know, it was... It, it, if it was like a, some sort of decoded message that was there yeah. that I... It was sort of like, am, I, I'm insane. I must be insane. <laughs> and there was... Didn't even occur to me that it could be bad. Like, that was never even the thought. Yeah. Well, that's like... It's like we lived in a different time then. Yeah. We lived in a different time where people didn't betray us like that. <laughs> We lived in a pre-kingdom uh, of a crystal skull universe. I literally went to a movie theater that was playing the, uh, the Brad Pitt movie, Meet Joe Black, to watch the trailer. Also a movie we should do. Oh, yes. They played the Star Wars trailer before it, 
But then to keep you watching the whole movie, they also played it at the end of Meet Joe Black. So I watched Meet Joe Black, which is like two and a half hours. Three, it's over three. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's over three hours. But the trailer, this trailer yeah. is amazing. And then after the Star Wars trailer at the end, they show the Brad Pitt getting hit by the car again. You, which made it all worth it. <laughs> after, after. Do you remember when you couldn't just watch trailers? Yeah. <laughs> like, half of my life is spent just on Apple Movies trailers. My favorite... Just uh, watching them all. <laughs> Boom. I woke up the other morning watch Rogue One. I was thrilled. It was yeah! Great. I on my phone. So good. Uh, our well, lives are awesome. Uh, really quickly, though, before we get into our next guest, uh, Neil, so Making History, uh, brand new show on Fox... It's a Lord Mill. It's a Lord Miller show. Yeah, it's right? Lord Miller show. Um, Adam Pally is the star with Leighton Meester and uh, Yasser Lester. It's really and, funny. It's a time travel show. It's like, yeah, so it's a time travel show, and you are are you a person in the past or future? Where are you at? I am a guy from the past. I'm a founding father. Oh, very yes. interesting. Hamilton. Hamilton. Are you no. in the room where no. it happens? <laughs> Do you rap. <laughs> <laughs> rap, 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 Hamilton, rap, Hamilton, rap, Hamilton, Hamilton. Make it history. Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton. I'm in there. Hamilton, Hamilton, Hamilton. Hey, hey, hey. I hate you, George I'm Washington. General Washington. You disobey me. Now get Uh-oh. down. Over here. Over there. It's now a duel. Aaron Burr. Aaron Burr. Right, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Screw you, pal. Not that hard. we just took him down a peg. Our <laughs> our next guest uh, is a super uh, funny uh, comedian, and she has a podcast called Baby Geniuses. Please welcome Emily Heller. <laughs> Emily, any feelings about Star Wars Phantom Menace? Uh, I haven't seen Star Wars. Um, really? What? I was hoping to not, to not have that be the first thing I said on your podcast. You, but you know what? You joined the rank of, uh, of my wife, June, who's a... Yeah. My wife. Fan. My wife, who also has not seen it, but she feels like she might have. <laughs> this, well, okay, this. I I saw That's a great June. <laughs> That's a perfect June yeah. concept. I definitely haven't seen it, but I feel like I might have. <laughs> I've seen I've seen the first one that was ever made and it was boring, so I didn't watch anymore. Wow. Um, should I leave? You know what? Wrong audience, Emily. Wrong audience. It's a room where we can all share an opinion. You know, half of these people are building Doctor Who cosplay costumes, (laughs) and the uh, and the other half thinks those are the nerds. Um, Can I wanted to just backtrack a little bit and say um, campfire anatomy. Rhymes with Vampire Academy. Ooh, I like that. I you thought of that, of... and I've been waiting to come out to say. And by the way, Campfire so... Anatomy would go perfectly with Sleepaway Camp because it's Campfire, and there's a very big anatomy yep. thing in that. Movie. Oh yeah, she's so, got a penis because so she's to work. And also, how about this? Take the remix version of the song and remix that. A remix of a remix, guys. We're come open on! to ideas. Um, you have a podcast. It's called yeah. Baby Geniuses. Tell us the pitch for Baby Geniuses. What happens on Baby Geniuses? Um, Baby Geniuses is a podcast where me and my friend Lisa Hanawalt, who is the production designer of BoJack Horseman, she's oh, an uh, cartoonist. Yeah. I just watched 
all of the episodes of Bojack Horseman in it's like two so weeks. Funny. It's so good. It's terrific. It's very terrific. She designs all the characters on that show. Um, she and I uh, talk about uh, like dumb uh, Wikipedia pages. And we do a different Wikipedia page every week, and then we have people on and have them talk about something weird that they know too much about. Like uh, Emily Gordon talked about the Harlem Globetrotters, which she's like really into, things like that. Did she talk about their uh, visit to Gilligan's Island? What? Oh, this is one of the best episodes of Gilligan's Island of all time. Yeah, they come, they get stranded, but then they, of course, get rescued, but Gilligan's people stay. Exactly enough seats for 20 guys. But they play a great game of basketball in it. Uh, oh my the generals gosh. drown. This is a real episode of real television. <laughs> so I insane. believe it was a movie, like a movie event. It wasn't even a half oh, an hour. Oh, it was like a oh my God. TV movie? It was sort of like, you know what? We can't cram this into 22 minutes. We got I... to give it a full 90. I just want to know, was there a fight in the writer's room? of Gilligan's Island about whether or not they could do that. Was there someone in the writer's room being like, you guys, we can't do this. No, we you know why the there wasn't? Yeah. You know why there wasn't? Because almost every other week, someone else crashed, <laughs> crashed into the island, visited for a while, and then found a way off. Except for the people who arrived on the SS Minnow. In a way, guys. I, in a way, I think the production designers are like, great, we get to build a coconut basketball court? Yep. I'm in. <laughs> um, well, I am so excited that you're both here to talk about this film, which is... I, I think you could probably make a lot of fun about The Lawnmower Man in the sense that, oh, mm-hmm. it's dated and the graphics are dated. What? But... <laughs> No. I, I, I think... <laughs> I, am gonna, I am pitching currently a movie, Lawnmower Man 2, Oculus Drift. Uh, <laughs> Wait, but they, ma- they made a Lawnmower Man They did Man make too. a Lawnmower Man 2. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the joke didn't land and it was really important. <laughs> Things are not going well for me. I mean, yes, we will talk about the graphics, but this movie is bonkers from start to finish. To sum up the plot... Um, if you've not seen the movie... <laughs> yes, please, Paul, sum up the plot. This will be helpful for me also. Yeah, I have a hard time doing these, so I'm writing some of They never quite come out simple, but here's what I would say. Um, so everyone kind of takes advantage or makes fun of this simple-minded lawnmower man. Mm-hmm. And then a local scientist says, well, why don't you be my VR guinea pig? And the experiment goes too far, and then he becomes... The, the internet. <laughs> um, what, uh, he also becomes like an X Man. Yeah, he does. He gets like tele. Yeah. As all like Stephen King kind of people that get powers, he gets like telekinesis and telepathy. Well, let me. But it's also like King it's book. also like she's all that because he gets sexy too. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> his hair, his hair goes. <laughs> Gets more coif. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he stops wearing his cartoon costume of a simple-minded person with a yellow shirt and overalls. Uh, and starts wearing a, a tasteful button-down. In the beginning, he's basically dressed like Stewie Griffin from Family Guy. Well, I'll, I'll even I'll even go one further and go: Is the Lawnmower Man inspiration for Simple Jack? 
from Tropic Thunder. They I, both. I think yes. Oh my god. They both wear the same exact outfit. We're looking at a picture of Simple Jack and Job together. Uh, and then, and then also, they could also just be part of the Dumb and Dumber family. <laughs> As he looks a little bit like uh, Jeff Daniels. Oh, my God. They definitely base Jeff Daniels' hair on him. <laughs> I mean, That's definitely the joke. Job is, to say he's a cartoonish portrayal of a simple-minded person <laughs> is being uh, very kind. <laughs> Two simple-minded cartoons. Yeah. Well, he's also dressed like a scarecrow. <laughs> Who are notorious for wanting brains? Speaking of actors' secrets, I thought in watching it that the director told every actor that every character in the movie was had either been molested or was about to be. <laughs> the whole movie, I wrote that down too. Yeah. The whole movie is like a molestation allegory. Yeah. Everybody, every character is trying to get. The, a kid or the mentally challenged person alone to be like, yeah. I can do secret stuff to you. <laughs> come into my but, basement and let me like, play yeah. games you with you. You want to come in and play a real nice game? <laughs> yeah. Like it's our secret. Pierce, <laughs> I'm just going to paint on your back while we watch videos in the back of the bike shop. Different strokes. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan's earrings sets off an Amber Alert. When did, like, there was a point in the movie where, like, too late in the game where I was like, whoa, Pierce Brosnan has an earring in this movie? (laughs) What is this? That's like when you watch the after videos of um, Game of Thrones on HBO Go and D.B. Weiss has an earring, a cartilage ring up here. One of the showrunners of Game of Thrones. I was like, what's going on right now? But I also like the trope of Pierce Brosnan. Like he's he's a scientist, uh, top of the field VR (laughs) scientist, and but he's like super sexy. Like this is the height of Pierce Brosnan being sexy. So they got to give him glasses. It's like the thing that they do with throw on these glasses, man. It'll make you like a real nerd. Like you know, like but like tons of shirtless scenes for him. He's shirtless and glasses. I don't want to see that combo. Well, there's there was one shirtless scene. I was counting. No, there's more than. Is there more than one with? Um, Well, there's more shirtless scenes with Job. Job is shirtless, shirtless, but Pierce Brosnan, I feel like only once. No, there's a couple others. Really? Oh, get in business. All right. Um, Pierce Brosnan in this movie is named Larry. <laughs> Never felt right. Yeah. Never felt right. Larry, the VR scientist. <laughs> Larry. Larry. Larry, what are you saying? Larry. I was like, who are they talking to? <laughs> and his, and his no wife. way that the handsomest man, the man who would be Bond, Remington Steele, is named Larry. <laughs> And it's clearly written for another actor, all the stuff with his wife, because for minute one, she's like, fuck you. I'm out of here. She's an excuse. She never comes back. Yeah. His wife leaves him, and he's like, okay. (laughs) She, um... But by the way, I felt like he would... Because he wouldn't take her to the city. (laughs) The city. What? Well, it was... It was 
like I feel like they maybe shot more scenes with her and then cut them out because they ADR her saying I give up you at the are, end of that scene. You are right. The wife that's is the extra, around in the in the director's version. I was going to say that's the extra around. thirty minutes. Yes. <laughs> he has but, lunch with her in Washington before he speeds back. <laughs> They're like he's like finally here we are in the city. <laughs> but my question about her like the, they they showed his life with her as if he was like a petulant child like living with his parents like, yeah. like is he living with he's his like wife? I don't want to be around people right now I'm going to the basement to smoke and play video games <laughs> and she's like girlfriend she's like I'm going to put on a tank top and very blousy pleated pants <laughs> <laughs> tight on top very large on the bottom <laughs> I, uh, I I would say alright well I just want to tell you the tagline of the movie this is the tagline of the movie God made him simple. <laughs> Science made him a god. <laughs> By the way, I'm on board for that. <laughs> god Funny. made him simple. Oh my god. Um, now, <laughs> how many people here believe this is a Stephen King movie? What? <laughs> with boo? It shouldn't be a boo. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. What so does not, boo No mean? one believes it's a Stephen King movie. What do you mean? No, it says Stephen King's The Lawnmower Man. Well, well, well. It has. A, <laughs> there's a possessive S on it. What? Stephen King sued. What? To get his name removed from this movie. He wanted it is it to not be, a he, Stephen King movie. Really? He wanted it to be Alan Smithy's The Lawnmower Man. <laughs> well, I I can kind of give you the idea of what basically happened. So Stephen King wrote a seven-page story called The Lawnmower Man. <laughs> where, as if I understand it correctly, and someone maybe can describe it better, a guy's lawnmower is broken. He calls a lawnmower company to come over. They come over. <laughs> the lawnmower man controls the lawnmower sentiently and kills a weasel in his backyard. The guy sees the weasel get killed. He's like, oh, and he passes out. Is the weasel... Polly Shore. <laughs> totally, Betty. No, no. um, it's a real but it's a short episode. story, so it's just in parentheses. It's Polly Shore. <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he, he sees the weasel get killed. He passes out. A lawnmower then, man does? Or the, uh, own, the, the, the homeowner? The guy who hi- hires a lawnmower man. And then he wakes up, and the guy's like, hey, um, my boss teaches me how to control things with my mind. You want to get on board with this? The guy's like, no. And the lawnmower man kills him. That's the story. Oh. Uh-huh. Um, well, in other words, it's the movie we just watched. <laughs> okay. So to help us unpack the Stephen King short story this movie is based on, let's go to Tim, our MVP from the audience, who sang the second opinion theme in the gamer episode. Tim, Take it away. Uh, so I've got more information about the Larry King, Larry King, the Stephen King short story. Yes. Uh, so he hires the lawnmower man, and then the guy loves lawnmowers or something, and hears the lawnmower and goes, now that's a lawnmower. So he runs out to see what's going on. The lawnmower is mowing the lawn by itself. The overweight lawnmower man has taken off every stitch of clothing, and he's crawling behind the lawnmower, eating all the, the, the grass clippings. So then the lawnmower cool, cool, cool. veers off. <laughs> that tracks. The lawnmower veer, veers off and kills a mole. So the guy skitters over there and eats the mole. The and, mole? Yeah. Earlier, and then, we and then were there's... told it was a weasel. <laughs> Sorry. I, I was trying to compact it because I did know some of these facts, but 
as I hear them, as I read them, it didn't make sense. And as I hear it, I'm like, what the fuck was a seven-page story? <laughs> so after he passes out and gets woken up, uh, he notices the naked, man, the naked man's feet that appear to be cloven. And he's revealed to be a satyr that worships Pan, and then he ritualistically sacrifices him. And then there's six more pages. (laughs) (laughs) So basically what happened was the studio had the rights to the lawnmower man, (laughs) but this movie was written already. Oh, wow. And and the script was already done, and it was called Cyber God. Had nothing to do... With the Stephen King story. Job must have worked at the fucking gas station. Yeah. But, but yeah right? In the original script, I bet you, I bet you in the original script, Job worked at the goddamn gas station. Yeah. It makes way more sense. <laughs> they did to redo the whole thing to have him mow lawns. Because I think that's the only connection to it. So they said that the early versions of the film claimed to be Stephen King's, but they just put a couple elements in to make it the Lawnmower Man, wow. which was a title that they owned. And so Stephen King sued the movie to remove it. And New Line's like, nah, we're not going to do it. <laughs> and then the court's like, no, you have to. <laughs> and, and they're like, no, we're not. <laughs> and then uh, and they left his name on it. And the court's like, no, no, seriously, you have to. And they're like, no. <laughs> and then, and then they finally did... of New Line. <laughs> They, they finally did it. It's like real it. coquettish. <laughs> New Line is such a flirt. <laughs> New Line's picking up her princess phone. Ankles up on the, on the bed. <laughs> Who's this? The only reason that they got them to take it off is because they said, we'll charge you $10,000 a day for every time that, this, that you don't take it off. And then they, all right, we'll take it off. And then when they released it on home video, they're like, Stephen King's a lawnmower? <laughs> He's like, hey! No! So, this is not technically... That's great. Not a, it's not even as, like, things that are interpreted for the screen. This is so far away from a Stephen King. This is about a, a murderous... And I think the, man, the, the lawnmower man reveals himself to be part animal, part man... And that thing, like, he's a, a Greek guy. Yeah. I mean, the book is crazy. Um, but, yeah, so whatever. And then they made a sequel <laughs> called uh, Beyond Cyberspace, and then they just changed it to Job's War. Uh, but I don't think Job was in it. <laughs> so that's some stuff for you to know as we talk about I wish that had clarified anything. Because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't. No. Well, well like, the, one of the major disappointments for me was that um, none of the monkeys lasted longer in the movie. (laughs) I was. And I also, the minute we started the movie and there was like lab monkeys, I was like, ooh, June's going to have thoughts on this. (laughs) So I hope at some future date we get to hear June's thoughts on the chimps that were in this movie, whether they were paid, how much. Well, well, and and how to wear that costume, the RoboCop costume. Um, I I would like to show you... um, the, the original, the director's cut of the movie is a little bit worse. The monkey isn't killed in the beginning. The monkey escapes and teams up with Job. <laughs> um, Fuck yeah. And, I'm so into this now. <laughs> and oh so God. this is um, when the monkey and Job first meet. Uh, so just take a look. I got some strawberries. in that tree? 
The monkey is scanning him. <laughs> VR monkey has a gun. Monkey determines he's not a threat. Puts on the gun, his VR glasses open. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> it's the priest of the chopper. <laughs> What's this? The good hide in my shed, Cyberman. Nobody could find you there. Yeah. So basically, Job adopts the monkey. Whoa. The monkey is wearing way more stuff in this. <laughs> the monkey is in full RoboCop costume. And then from... Um, I guess what happens is, is uh, the scientists break into Job's little apartment and murder the monkey in front of Job's... Uh, <laughs> murder him in front of Job. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so That's amazing. That happens. I would have such a hard time isolating that as the problem with the movie that you need to cut out. Like, who, which executive was like, cut that part, and then the rest of it is fine. <laughs> Just make the monkey... We'll make the monkey get killed in his dream. By the way, when they reveal that the monkey is escaping and shooting the security guard, then they cut to, like, Pierce Brosnan waking up from a nightmare. Yes! <laughs> and you're like, oh, was that a dream? And it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Then it they wasn't. call him to tell him that that happened. So, so is he psychic? Is he psychic? Or is he having another nightmare and it just happened? Another like, nightmare we don't get to know about. I'm naked and I don't know the lines of the school play. <laughs> what, what? The monkeys did. Oh, what a bummer. <laughs> we also get the monkey. In these shots in the beginning, we get monkey point of view. The movie begins... Inside the cage, like the monkey looking back and well, forth between Pierce they, Brosnan and his other guy. Because they didn't want to have to shoot a monkey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. There's a bunch of parts where it's just like the top of the monkey helmet. Yeah. Just like where it's or, like, Or what? fake monkey hands yeah. on the bars. <laughs> yeah. the, the camera's too high, Brian. It's, it's, it's a monkey. <laughs> the first thing that we're understanding is they're testing VR on monkeys. <laughs> Okay, sure, it was a long time ago. Okay, like, I remember that movie with Matthew Broderick, Project X, where they were, like, teaching monkeys to be, like, pilots, and there's nuclear radiation and stuff. That makes more sense. VR, a little confused about why you'd need to test it on a monkey. How would you know what was happening? You would get get no feedback. Like, like the virtual world that they've created means... Nothing to a monkey. <laughs> and how would you measure what the monkey's reaction was? And the, I guess they were training the monkey to be a soldier, but when you see the virtual world, it looks nothing like anything that a soldier would encounter. No, and, and even in the monkey's point of view, it's telling the monkey facts in English. <laughs> threat. Yes. Not a threat. Mode switch. But also, also the monkey's antagonists are animated monkeys. <laughs> to make it make sense to the monkeys. Yeah. So the monkey's shooting other monkeys, but like, 
I don't think that this VR is preparing the monkey for a impending monkey war. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't think that's what's happening. But, in this ne- but, but neither is the Windows 95 tile magic game. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That t- well, let's just add one other, one other level to the VR here. And all of this is happening while the monkey's in a centrifuge of some kind. Yes. The monkey is in arms and legs. Circular, circular. Like Westworld. Gyroscope. Leonardo Gyros, da Vinci. Yeah, yeah. No reason for anyone in VR to be in a full gyroscope. Nope. Like they, like they're they are splayed out like uh, like David or so not the, not David with uh, the man. Origin it's, of it's man. Leonardo or, da Vinci. Yeah. It's like uh, that yeah. nonsense. What? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you fell for it, dummies. Who cares? <laughs> but yeah, it's like the. the like, why would you Sorry, ever guys. need to be weightless in VR? Why would you need to be moved around like, <laughs> it, like a, a, in chaos like that? But I got to tell you, four minutes in, the monkey was murdering somebody. I was like, I'm in. Ooh, this movie is mon- great. But before the monkey murders someone, the monkey picks a lock. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, click, 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 click. And I was like, what? How? How does a monkey know how to pick a lock? Um, I want to talk about the way that people treat Job, the simple lawnmower man. Now, like we said, it's you've been molested or you're going to be molested, but I would also say that there are two types of reactions to Job. Uh, well, three maybe. One, he's simple. Let's treat him sweetly. Probably the normal one. Two, I want to fuck that guy. Yeah. A little off-center. And then the... And then the third and the most upsetting is, fuck you, simple man. Yeah. You piece of shit, garbage. Pumping like, gas at my gas station. <laughs> fuck you. But what's interesting is one of the people that shares that last view is a priest. Yeah. No. Like that's enough. Like everybody in this, everybody in the movie is either abused or being abused in all in a myriad ways. Like there's. The, the priest is abusing uh, 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 Job. Um, there's the, 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 the father is abusing the son and the wife, the yeah. next door neighbors. Yeah. This movie exists at a time when like abuse was like cool. <laughs> Where yeah. like, people would see the guy, they're all watching. Pierce Brosnan. That's the first thing we see of Pierce Brosnan yes. is he's looking out the window. He sees that guy beating his wife and his child and he just goes, Meh. Yep. He's like, Wait, and he's like, uh, I guess I'll light a cigarette and try and fuck my wife. <laughs> and then later, they're all outside, and they see the guy pull up, smack the kid around some more, and be like, get in the house. And they're all like, all right. But see, they need to talk about, oh, I guess it's 1992, and this is cool. They needed the real beating at the top, because you'd be on the dad's side if he just pulled up and was like, Tell you not to put the fucking bike here. Don't hang out with that asshole. It's dinner time. Like, I'm on that dad's side if I didn't see him smacking yep, him around before. My favorite part of the dad coming home, getting mad, is that he was still wearing his construction hard hat. A yellow construction hard hat out of the fucking village. People like, oh, God damn. If I'm going to work 12 hours on the site. 
<laughs> he drove home wearing it. <laughs> it's not a comfortable hat. Um, uh, I was thinking, like, the, like the determining things so far that we've noticed in the Stephen King films that we've done, Monkey POV, that was in Monkey Shines. Uh, everybody's an asshole. That's a big thing. And, and I said sentient lawnmowers, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But so far, these are three things that have been in Stephen King movies in the past. <laughs> Maximum Overdrive also had a sentient lawnmower. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. well, all the machines were sentient. Sure, but I'm saying a lawnmower is in there. Uh... Support for How Did This Get Made and the following message come from the new original comedy, Search Party on TBS. I've talked about Search Party. I am a big, big fan. Uh, it's cool. It's different. It's a serialized comedy show. Uh and it's a mystery. Uh, like, think of, you know, the Hardy Boys or Nancy Drew, but with like 20 something disaffected teens who go out to find a missing college acquaintance that they knew on Facebook. It's weird. It's funny. Alia Shawkat uh, from Arrested Development, she is the lead in it. Uh, John Early, who I think is hilarious, is also in it. The entire season is available uh, right now on TBS and TBS On Demand. And, uh, you know, just so you know, it was also a selection of the 2016 South by Southwest Film Festival. So I'm not lying. It's really good. Uh, I think you really dig it. Now let's get into the real business of the day, which is talking about our friends at ZipRecruiter. Here we go. Are you hiring? Okay, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Well, posting your job in one place isn't enough. Okay, you need to find the perfect hire. You need to post your job to all the top job sites. And now you can because ZipRecruiter has 9 million resumes that you can search from right on their database. Okay, you can add multiple people to your account. You can make it very efficient for your team to find the best hire. Okay, it's a search engine for finding and posting jobs. No juggling emails or calls to your office. You can quickly screen candidates. You can rate them with a thumbs up, thumbs down, and you can hire the right person. Okay, and if you have any issues, ZipRecruiter, they have friendly and human support ready to help you at any given point. So find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. All right. So if you're in the process, the process or the process, if you're in the process of hiring, there's only one place to go, ZipRecruiter, because they got the best people. So get the best people for the best job. So you'll be the best. Okay. Right now, all my listeners can post their jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash made. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash made. Okay, one more time, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash made, post a job, get a candidate, see how it feels. Ooh, so good. Sexy good. Uh, so yeah, the, I don't understand why they're, they're so mean to this guy who can't even buckle his overalls. <laughs> <laughs> and he seems to be what really fucking productive. always off of his overalls. Yeah. He also like walks funny, like he was like... That was a character choice that he was like, well, this guy also doesn't know how to walk. Jeff Fahey made some choices. He made a lot of choices. Like, like the billing is Jeff Fahey and Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> like, together. Finally. <laughs> Wait, what was uh, Jeff Fahey's character on Lost? Frank? Oh, yeah, the pilot. Yes, thank you. Um, but... <laughs> That's it. Um, what do you think uh, the relationship between, like, okay, like the uh, the Irish guy, the priest, Terry, yeah, the Irish guy, the priest, and uh, Joba, or anything? Um, so there's, 
the priest, he lives in the in the church, I guess, in okay. like the attic of the church. Sure. And the priest beats him, and then. But uh, he does pay rent. But he, he yeah, pays rent to he live in the shed. He pays rent, and then also. Uh, and the shed seems to then, be at the woods sometimes too. And then there's another Irish guy who his main relationship is like I guess he drives him to mow lawns and then tries to tell him to fuck ladies. <laughs> He's always hovered around saying, "Go for it, go for it." You the eat. priest, you want the you. priest also come like comes around and like beats Job with a belt. Yeah, it's like take your shirt off so I can beat you with a belt, you animal. And then Terry two season is like, "Oh, his father making you do penance last night." Yeah, well. And then, well, and then Terry's like, go on, talk to that lady. And the lady's like, I guess we have sex now. I don't know what's up in that this way, That lady raped him, by the way. I want to talk about that. But um, just to clarify this, uh, the priest and the lawnmower boss, brothers. What? Brothers. Wait, did the priest also have an Irish accent? Nope. <laughs> what? Um... Here, I'll play a Wait, scene, another, <laughs> another scene uh, with the brothers. This is blowing my mind. So this is the three of them out, out and about. A picture of mom. Dr. Angelo, <laughs> that you're here to work and not to read books. So why do you been so difficult, lady? Let the boy have his book, Francis. It's not going to hurt anything. You're such a pious asshole. Great effort has kept him on the straight and narrow. I'll not have it undone. Well, at least he's trying to use his mind. Let him be a man. He is one, you know. First of all, the accent's insane. You could not be brothers and have, unless you didn't live together ever. Yeah. And one was taken to America, the other one was left in Ireland, and a stereotypical Ireland uh, that uh, <laughs> where leprechauns are also running around. It's also like, they clearly don't like each other. Why would they move to the same town in America <laughs> from Ireland? And, and also, why would the brother... Why would Job need to have two jobs? I think just cleaning the church would be enough to keep this guy pretty busy. I feel like Job, and I don't know if Job's getting paid by either of the brothers, but like both of them seem to just be like using him for like whatever. <laughs> they both have their own like little slave that they can like enact. Like, kind of. Because yeah. I never saw that other guy, the Irish guy, mow any lawns. Nope. No. He just he gets out of his car to drink. <laughs> He's like he's driven a long way that he gets out of the car. He's like, you know what? I just have a nip here. Then I let him mow along with that giant with the, with a with a lawnmower that looks like it could have come out of Fast and the Furious. It has like dual exhaust pipes, and the kid loves it. The kid goes crazy. Whoa, a lawnmower! <laughs> we all remember back in the nineties, like going to your neighbor's house, just like drooling over that lawnmower, oh, like a hot rod. Whoa, what is that? And I should also say, Joe just slaughters these lawns. Did you see? Like he's mowing that lawn with this nice tall grass, and he has it down to just the like the ragged dirt. dirt. <laughs> just killing this grass. I want to say I saw the Irish guy trimming a hedge, but he might have just been sitting in it. <laughs> I think he was hiding behind it drinking. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so, basically, this monkey dies, and now 
Pierce Brosnan's like, well, I need another monkey, but they won't let me get a monkey, so I guess I'll use this simple guy? Well, he has a real crisis, uh, you know, at a certain point because he's not sure what to do. He got suspended from work, He's right? depressed, and that's why his wife is mad that he won't take her to the city. <laughs> and then he decides, like, to go rogue and start treating um, Job on his own in his house. Because it right. takes him a while to bring him to the facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I feel like he doesn't have an office at the facility. No. I think he's like, you know, I'll work from home. I'll do all my VR research <laughs> from my basement, my unsanitary basement yeah. in which Where, my like, refrigerator has... Where, like, I the kid. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Peter's yeah. like, you've got the best games. I'm like, don't. No. <laughs> like, that little kid shouldn't yeah. be, like, going to the basement of the neighbor's house whose name is Larry. Yeah. <laughs> Larry, who records his journal by leaning against a huge television. Shirtless. <laughs> Like just a blinking red uh, record light. Look at like look at this is if you want to talk about molesty. This is like this is yeah this is creepo. So he's like hovering over him. This is if you just took out all the specifics about VR. Here, I have other different games. I even have one that could help make you smarter. I was born dumb. Can you keep a secret? Like, I mean, right? <laughs> I'll tell you what. My dick makes you smarter. I can make you smarter. But only if you want. And you must never tell anyone. You mean a, a, a secret for just you and me too? <laughs> you see, my wife left. That's right. This movie is a molestation allegory. This is all the creepiest stuff. But, like, it's also, like, a weird religious, like, his name is Joe. Oh, yeah. And his name is Angelo. Like, oh, Angel. like an angel. Oh. Yeah, and his then also... His name is Larry, but okay. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> well, you Larry, know Larry Angelo. Larry Angelo. <laughs> Upper crust British guy? <laughs> Basement. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Great news. We've got Pierce Brosnan starring in a phenomenal movie. It's called Larry Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, all right. Well. Oh man. There's so much to get into. Oh, there's so much. Um, <laughs> you, there's so many times I wrote his name is Larry. <laughs> uh, you. Every time somebody said it, I was like. What? <laughs> so, you know, you brought up, like, they're doing tests with Job to kind of see if he can match certain things. Like, can you match the circle with the circle? This is one of the images that came up that April saw that I feel like, can you guys match the missing image here? Take a look at it. Because I don't think there is a one that matches. <laughs> Like, if I'm Job, I'm failing this test. Because I don't know what goes in that question mark from the bottom row. Yeah. At all. That's the first test O-Q he gives you. or P? Are my options? No. This is what we're looking at. That's the top row. Oh, oh, oh. I see, row. I see. You're choosing from second row. That's what he I shows. Feel, jo- I don't 
There's nothing that matches. The, all these symbols are different. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I feel like we're trying to do something that's impossible, right? Because we're not smart enough because we haven't been juiced up with the drug. This is the first thing that Job did. This really? is the first test pre any sort of intelligence. In, the, in yeah. the director's cut, he just keeps hitting refresh until they're all swastikas. <laughs> Yeah, that is an impossible... The matching game does not match. Oh, man. Uh, and talking about mistakes, uh, you can check out this. Uh, they spelled Millennium wrong. In the, um, in the beginning of the movie, the opening text, by the turn of the millennium, a technology known as virtual reality will be widespread, but they spelled Millennium wrong. Wait. Oh, wait, is that right? It looks right. Or no, is it wrong? Is it right? No, it's Vesuvian. It's wrong, right? Yeah, it's wrong. Wait, so, how is it spelled? Now I don't know. Two N's. Two N's. Oh, okay. Two M's? Two N's. <laughs> but you see, we. But again, that should have been spell checked. Somebody should have spell checked yeah. that early why, on. Why, why, why? When um, Joe puts on the VR glasses and, and Pierce Brosnan is making him smarter by showing him images, are the images like. What looked to me to be like a cult. They look like runes. They look runes. Yeah. like runes or like or, or random things that are like part of like the Hellboy comic book series. <laughs> I, I, I feel like they were tra- training him to be like uh, almost like Satan or something. <laughs> like well, and they kind of kind of worked. Yeah, it's true. But I couldn't understand why they were treat why the, the images were not like scientific math. images or math yeah. or whatever. I mean, it's a, it's real shit science. I mean, <laughs> like they're literally shooting well, images into his brain, and he's making he's like, he's like, ooh, it hurts. It's like, <laughs> here's the thing. I feel like I was. The, here's the problem with the science. Here's one of yeah. the problems with the science. Here's the one is, problem. Here's the one problem with this whole movie. Everything else adds up. Everything else adds up. Am I watching a movie about? VR or smartness drugs because oh, this movie they is also, a little bit limitless it, or loose. Yeah, they also inject him with smartness drugs and then it's unclear to me which of those things is making him smarter. Well, you're talking just like the guy who doesn't know how to use FaceTime. Because <laughs> they like, do the whole thing. They're like, can we just keep shooting him up with the drugs and just fuck this VR guy? Yeah. <laughs> just fire Larry and just, just shoot him up with the drugs? And By the, the guy's way, like, maybe. I mean, what's crazy about that is you're referencing Larry, and I was genuinely like, who is Larry? <laughs> That's how much Pierce Brosnan is not a Larry. Um, just, just so you know... Uh, uh, Nate did some research here and he said that the, the stimulation of his brain those symbols are uh, 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 I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce this but Kabbalistic mystical symbols with ancient Hebrew writing around like Kabbalah yeah, so like what Madonna it. does so he's basically teaching him Kabbalah <laughs> <laughs> that explains why he had a thin red um, <laughs> yeah. bracelet uh, for the latter part of He's the movie. He's drinking special bottled water. Nailed um, it. The guy who doesn't use FaceTime is Dean Norris Hank? from Breaking Bad yeah. with oddly a British accent, I think, towards when you see him in real life, but when he's... When he's face well, front, he's on. like Faye. He, like it's, okay, 
I, I said to my boyfriend when we were watching it, he was like, it's weird that he's playing this kind of like effeminate. And I was like, it's like, it's like Hank from Breaking Bad doing an imitation of what he thinks a gay guy sounds like. <laughs> yeah, like one of these uh, nerds. Hey, I'll do yeah. it for you. Hey, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Walt, I'll do it. I'll do yeah. your play. I'll do your play. We'll do your kid's short film. <laughs> Ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um... Man, all right, well, the, um, well, then also Pierce Brosnan has to answer. We, we've barely gotten into this movie, and we are so deep into this podcast. I could not tell you the plot of this movie at all. <laughs> we are in the cold open of this we movie. Really, I, really, I don't know why what was happening happened. I, I lost interest an hour in. I was like, I don't know what's going on. I couldn't figure out what they were setting up. I kept on being obsessed with the fact that the guy, the bald guy that he was answering to looked like Ike Barinholtz, but a bald Ike Barinholtz. <laughs> I was like, he really does. Like, look at him. There's also the scene where the bald Ike Barinholtz comes in when Pierce Brosnan is shirtless. Oh, and yeah. they start having this tense thing, and I'm like, are they going to fuck right now? <laughs> I like, wish. He walks into yeah. his bedroom. He walks into his bedroom, which is like a hotel. But it's like, how did he get in there? And it, yeah. it was like a very, uh, yeah. Yeah. I would like. I would have liked that. Yeah, liked there's something really... about Jeff Fahey getting smarter. That part of that also makes him more vain. Yes, he's Which like the smarter like he idea. gets, the more he's like looking at himself in the mirror, and then like and not wearing, wearing a shirt, tight jeans, yeah, and wearing those cowboy boots. Yeah. Oh my god! Can we talk about the scene at the gas station with that <laughs> widow? Oh. Where so there's the, the the horny widow who is my favorite character in the movie. She's amazing. Um, is sitting Marnie. is sitting in her car and she looks in her side view mirror and there's just a round butt in jeans and and she's just like ooh and she turns and it's Job bending over doing nothing <laughs> for no reason he also I will say this is the second time that she's kind of really turned on by him the first time he was full early Job <laughs> like one suspender is Job and she's like eating a peach like oh. yeah. He's, yeah he's eating like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> like having like in the middle of mowing a lawn see so, I thought I thought she was eating an apple and it was just the most heavy-handed thing of all time. Mm. Of just like, tree of knowledge. He was literally sitting under a tree and she was eating an apple. And his name is Job. I don't know the Bible, but this feels like... I wish we all knew a Job It feels like a combination of some things from it. This was... was, Speaking of her, like looking at his ass, it, it, this was this is like a time capsule of that moment in American history in the early '90s when women were really into buns. Yeah. Remember when, like, oh, no, it was like, like when girl, when women were sort of like Coke Coke yeah. great buns. Don't yeah. you, you remember that? We've covered buns on this podcast. <laughs> we talk a lot about the buns, Wait. but yeah. But I also found that that like it just it didn't seem like to me. Why do you even have to have the bun scene? Where she's like. Why don't you come on over and mow my lawn? <laughs> yeah. And well, like, she said to the to the what's the guy's name who's the the bully at the gas station? Um, my fluids. Jake. She said, Jake? "Check my fluids." Check my Jake. fluids. And then he defends her. Yeah. Like yeah. Terry comes out and is sort of like, uh, "Oh yeah." Uh, she's fucking a lot of guys in town. And he's this like, "You was, shut up." <laughs> this was like a very progressive scene in a way because the guy called her a whore and he was like, "Hey." Horse take money. She's got money. She doesn't do it for the money. She does it because she likes it. What's so wrong with that? And I'm like, okay, yeah. 
probably the most open-minded guy in the movie. Like, he is so sweet. He's like, I'll take care of this guy. He's a great guy. And then has the most unceremonious, like, the worst death in the whole movie. <laughs> like, basically, Job goes around and kills everyone who's wronged him violently. Yeah. And then this guy's like, I'll take you to go uh, get in the internet. Don't worry, I'll drive you there in my car. And, then, <laughs> and a sniper just takes out Larry. Like, no, like, Larry's not even... Not Larry. Larry. Oh, sorry. Larry. Uh, See, but he's more of a Larry. Larry. Yeah. You just proved my point. That guy's a Larry. His name is Terry. Terry, yeah. He kills Terry. <laughs> Also, <laughs> not right for him. Yeah. He's not yeah. a Terry. Well, Terry, it's like, let, let, I mean, shouldn't the moral be like the one guy who treated him nicely, like, lives? Or like, you know, like, nope, they all die. Can we also, I know we're jumping around a lot here, but can we talk about, in that scene where Terry goes to drive him to the internet, um, <laughs> uh, Job uses his telepathy to tell Terry to come pick him up. And so we just see Terry sitting in his truck silently. And then he says out loud, okay, Job, I'll come get you. And you're like, if he's using telepathy, why is he talking out loud? <laughs> I know this is, again, a very small problem to have with this movie that has very big problems. But well, the, the movie does posit a superhero that gets created and sometimes he's super powerful and then sometimes he's got to be back in that internet. Like, like, like he's like, he, he's like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. It's like, why, why go back in? You're super, you can basically do everything. At a, yeah, at a certain point, he just starts talking about this like weird mythology that we're not let in on about like, well, I have to go back to the mainframe. And you're like, what mainframe? What are you talking about? Yeah, we weren't, we don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Let us in. We just see you <laughs> straight up murdering your enemies. <laughs> the keys to the universe are in this 486 DX 66. <laughs> Top of the line, Packard Bell. <laughs> and 16 like, megs of RAM. And I'm just like, can we talk about what it meant when I saw an animated lawnmower going over that guy's brain? Like no, what? An animated, an animated man with, with lawnmower a lawnmower mouth. <laughs> That's what I. I was like, what? The ver- okay. One of the things we. This is a movie that exists in a world in which virtual reality is a world in which we could disappear into. Yeah. Their version of virtual reality is. Like, might as well be a screensaver. Oh, there's <laughs> like flying toasters level screensaver. Yeah. Well, we should, well, basically, you know, once, Joe, once the, I would argue the best scene in the movie is like once Joe becomes super powerful, he's like, well, now I only want to fuck in virtual reality. No, the best oh, scene of the movie God. is the first sex scene where she teaches him how to kiss. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Like, and all they do is. Super rapey. All they do is. Yeah, it was like. It was like. Okay, you know how disturbing that scene in Big was? Let's make it worse. Let's make it... Let make him less able to consent to what's happening. And the room just felt... It was... And then she's got, like, pink satin sheets where you're like, this is... uh, Yeah, if it was like a... If the genders were reversed in this movie, we would be, like, turning it off immediately. Oh, yeah. Because, like... 
he's like simple Jack over there. He's just like, all right. <laughs> but then he figures it out. It seems like he figures yeah. it out one, two, three. Yeah. Well, he gets, he, yeah, he's also getting smarter. Well, I would download fucking first, right? Well, <laughs> well that's the yeah. thing. That's the thing that, that Larry's wife says. She's like, flying, floating, falling. What's next? Fucking. I give up. Um, yeah. You didn't take me to the city. <laughs> I, uh, like, I know, I'm not married, got it, but, like, is that what it's about? <laughs> you didn't take me to this. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, uh, I think this all can be summed up with this clip from Pierce Brosnan on The Tonight Show, where he tries to describe virtual reality. I love that everybody oh feels God. bad for him. <laughs> uh, Pierce Brosnan tries to describe virtual reality, and... Some other things. We'll see. And I just took this kind of short story by Stephen King, which was only seven pages long and had nothing to do with virtual reality. <laughs> and uh, they took this short story by Mr. King and they wrapped it in this, you know, this film about now, virtual reality. Now, this virtual reality. See, this? I haven't had a chance to see the picture yet, so... Uh, but I've heard about this virtual reality. It's like a, a game where you're in right, it. Right. Yeah, it's like a computer. You get in... You, you can enter inside the computer when you play this with a partner. Wouldn't yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, sex be just a little easier? Gosh, it seems so complicated. He, he makes a sex joke. He said, wouldn't sex be so much easier? But I love that, and the publicity for it, you get inside a computer is... The man who's now worked, I would argue, the most closely with virtual reality out of anyone probably at that point, is still describing virtual reality as getting, getting inside, inside of, and, and it's very dark. A computer, not. Uh, oh my god! Can we also? I mean, on the topic of the sex scenes too. There's a part where he. So at a certain point, Joe learns how to read minds because yes. I guess that's part of it. And he's at the horny widow's house, and he goes like, "Ooh, you've got dirty fantasies," because he's reading her mind. And then he's like, "Well, let's." do something about it or something and I'm like oh cool he's about to find the clit and then <laughs> like this is about to be the best part of the movie because a dude well, who can read a woman's mind and then fuck her based on but then but they Emily go hang to- on that posits a world it, this is science fiction <laughs> but like that posits a world in which the clit is a real thing <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, and then you think they're about to go have crazy cool sex, and then they go somehow break into the lab and get in those gyroscopes and do VR sex, and their genitals aren't hooked up to anything that would make them feel... And she's she, like, like, has, like, she's never the same. Yeah. She, like, he she literally fucks... He fucks her brains out. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. like... Like on a level, because she is fried, like like LSD yeah. fried. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she's just on the bed, like, uh, uh, like just like moaning and ecstasy. That's because he had to put her in the whirly gig that was for the monkey. <laughs> there's not two one. There's not two for humans. Put her in the monkey one. She's little. And, and by the way, their virtual reality sex is the most disturbing thing yes. ever. Oh, 
she becomes like a flower and he becomes this like monster and and with a becomes, pussy mouth yes. the monster has a straight up pussy mouth and she becomes like trapped in like the the fluids of their lovemaking yes. she can't it's like yes. she's stuck she gets in. stuck in like a pile of cum <laughs> and he's like he's like hold on it's fine and and she's like help I'm stuck and he's like no you just stay there yeah it's fine. You, it's fine. Are we? Oh, are we gonna well, watch? Well, it? You know, we could watch it. But then I'm also thinking that maybe we should watch this EPK about people discussing about what's so cool about virtual reality sex, which doesn't exist. <laughs> um, so this is uh, this is, and we can watch them both. But uh, here we go. Beautiful. As imagined in the film, virtual reality sex is an experience of indescribable passion. As a cinematic special effect, it's an indescribable achievement, just what the director was hoping for. It's a little scary because you're, you're going to uncharted ground, but it gives the audience something they've never seen before. And when I go see a science fiction movie, that's what I want to see, something I've never seen before. And it gives them a new ride. It's a new, a new roller coaster ride. So that, and then you get to see them because you want to be a butterfly together. Yeah. And then Mel, it was all like birds and bees level shit yeah. in virtual reality. Uh, but the fact that it immediately followed a conversation of like, you've got some dirty fantasies, I felt like the implication was this was her fantasy and he made it happen. And to then be like a pistol and, then and, then be it, like yeah. sem- and like to be like sucked by a bee or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. To just twist into a liquid metal dragonfly with my lover. (laughs) To melt like the T2 in Terminator. (laughs) By the way, I'm into all that. (laughs) Let's talk about our good friends at Squarespace. Yeah, Squarespace, whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, or a professional blog, or an online store, is all included with your Squarespace website. Let me talk to you about this, okay? Everybody needs a web presence. I honestly believe that. I honestly believe that if you are a single person, you need a web presence. If you are a business person, you need a web presence. If you're trying to do anything in the creative arts, you need a web presence, okay? That pretty much takes in most people, okay? Now, I'm going to fill in the rest, people. If you have a family, you need a website. Why? Because people want to Google you and you want to be the top search result and you want to create the narrative that people know of you, especially if you're out there trying to get a job or you're trying, that's another one, trying to get a job. All right. People want to Google your name and find something. So why not you Take this in your own hands. Create something that's cool, professional, and fun-looking. Squarespace, you can design your own website literally in minutes. Check out my Brandly, uh, our, my Brandly? My newly uh, designed website at paulshear.com. It was so easy for me to switch up my website, and it looks so damn Good. I love it so much. PaulShear.com. Go to Squarespace. I know a lot of you people have been uh, going to Squarespace and you love it. And I love it too. So start your free trial today at Squarespace.com. Enter the offer code BONKERS to get 10% off your first purchase. Now remember, if you have any problems at all, they're going to give you 24-7 customer support. And they all, the people who are on customer support, they all are experienced Squarespace users. So they're going to be able to help you, okay? No matter how trivial seeming your question is, and believe me, I asked a lot of trivial ones, their team is always online to assist you. So, Squarespace, use it. 
if you want to set your website apart from all the rest of that GeoCity bullshit out there. Also, want to make sure that you check out the Blacklist Table Read. I play a badass cop from a movie out of the 80s. It's like Cobra, but if Cobra wasn't such a wimp. How does a police department with paperwork and procedures stomp out an amorphous gang of nihilist fuckwads who laugh at the badge? Supply! All Our web launch will deliver the death blow to this world's last shred of innocence. and die! On our we need someone just as nuts as them. Someone like that doesn't wear the uniform. Hmm. You're right. He wears denim. You man, I'm the newest game in town, and you win by talking as fast as you can. Ready, player one? You keep guns with silverware? I keep guns everywhere. Mr. Sharpstone, the ACLU has called you an icon of fascism. How do you respond? Bullshit. I just wear what's comfortable. It's sort of liberating to just trust that things might work out. Have a little faith. I had a girl named Faith once. And I trusted her just fine. Bad move. She cheated on you? She got eaten by a shark. I hate when the movies get preachy. Tell me where it is, or I'll fast forward to the good parts. Where are my floppy disks? In the beanbag chairs, please just, just take them and go. He's a liability at best. Hiring this guy would be like dropping a grizzly bear in the ocean to hunt a shark. Did you say shark? Yeah. And this bear is gonna get wet. Just another day in L.A. It's called Blood from a Stone. Check it out on Earwolf today. Again, Blood from a Stone, Blacklist Table Reads, me as a badass in the 80s. The best 80s cop movie you'll never see. Check it out. I know we have a lot more to talk about, but also we've been talking up here for quite some time, so I want to get to our audience and see what their questions are. So uh, This is one of those movies you guys are going to have to get on board for. We're just not going to get to huge parts of it. <laughs> because yes, there's come, so, come so much insanity. Or, you know, I can come to you. Here we go. Right, your name... Uh, let's see. Uh, your name... And, and, uh, and what would you like... Who would you like to have seen in this... Oh, what's a better name for Pierce Brosnan's character, okay? <laughs> and and uh, your question. A uh, better name would be James. Mm. Yeah. Right, like it. What's James. your name? My name's Rob. Oh, all right. <laughs> or, or, or as Paul called me last time, Tim Curry guy. All right, oh. look at that. Um, so one thing I have to say, there's a lot of how did this get made connections in this movie because um, the Job is actually West Coast from... Uh, yeah, that guy nice. But is this a sequel to Monkey Shines? No. Because they're building <laughs> they're building smarter monkeys and in Monkey Shines and then the director's cut was the monkeys all get taken off in the vans that get taken to Larry to get them smarter. Hmm. Interesting. So I mean, interesting. The, did people hmm. like just learn about evolution in the 90s? Because I feel like there were so many Make Monkey Smarter movies. That's very true. And it felt like a response to them being like, this sounds fake. You know what I mean? I feel like this is in the 90s. They were like, did you know they test shampoo on monkeys? Yep. And then like, oh, someone yeah. was like, what else do they test? <laughs> Virtual reality. <laughs> click, 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 click. Control S, save. Here's a script. <laughs> See you later. All right. Your, your, name, your name for Pierce Brosnan and your question. Come to me. All right, here we go. 
Um, I'm, hold the mic. Okay. I'm Valerie. Um, Lawrence. Let's just give him the full name. All right. Yeah. Valerie Lawrence. Nice Valerie to meet Lawrence. you. <laughs> it's pretty close, actually. Um, so my question is, we were talking about how Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Brosnan sees the, the family and the dad's abusing them. And he's like, well, okay. And, and then he ends up with them at the end. Like, that's his new wife and the oh, kid. Yeah. Oh, no, like, he full like, on, he full on takes they... on that family as his own. <laughs> yeah. And that's fucking Peter's mom, like, yeah. immediately <laughs> yeah. during the credits. <laughs> I didn't even know, like, they embrace at that one point, like, after her husband's been murdered yeah. violently by the lawnmower. <laughs> Which is, like, di- he's directly responsible for it. <laughs> yeah. And they embrace, and I'm like, when did that happen? He well, I think it, to have it no make, remorse. It makes sense because he's like, as long as I don't beat the kid, she'll be fine. I don't have to take her into the city at all. <laughs> her I want to talk so about low. that. I want to talk about that mom too because the mom and the kid, they're like, hey, wait here in the car, and then the mom just falls asleep. Yeah. It seems. It seems like Larry yes. has been gone for. Four to five yeah. minutes. Also, also, like, stuff is so stressful. Is that, is she just like, I can't take yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. That whole scene was lifted from an abused wife's implausible testimony about her husband's mysterious death. Then I fell asleep. Life. I didn't see anything. I was asleep. Uh, you couldn't wake me. <laughs> All right, yes, sir. Your, your name, your name for Pierce Brosnan, your question. I'm Brandon. I think, uh, probably McGonagall. I, I like that. Thank you. So the thing that I noticed that was the most surprising to me was the way that people died. You would give him the first name McGonagall? <laughs> yeah, McGonagall Angelo. Because he's supposed to be Irish. He was drinking Bushmills. He had an Irish flag, even though it's very clearly Welsh. It's very yeah. strange. Right. He also had pour, that classic uh, Irish there... beer Coors Light in his fridge. Why were there so many Irish people in this town? <laughs> Not actually Irish. Nobody was actually Irish, and they're all just speaking with Irish accents. But it, it's a bad movie, so who cares? Yeah. Well, shouldn't, have Pier- shouldn't Pierce have been like the priest's brother, like, then that would have been a little bit of a connection too or just make it simpler. But the thing I was interested in, it's like so many of the deaths occurred, was it actually virtual reality where like priests burned or something? I don't actually know. Yeah. Or the guy that was into, like digital fire. It, it, yeah, it, it, but also it. his body turned transparent. It, he turns people into like that Adam Sandler movie Pixels, like that, like he turns people but into round. pixels and then, yeah, and then they, they, yeah, they just like bubble up and Go away. <laughs> the first time I ever saw After Effects, it seems like was like this movie. They're like, oh, we got all these cool After Effects things we're going to use on these guys dying. <laughs> and then they just, I mean, they're dead in the real world. They're definitely dead in the real world. That's what I couldn't figure out. He's like applying technological kind of like traumas to them. He's like lighting that guy on fire, but it was like digital fire. And the <laughs> priest turns into like a computer character but they're not in VR at that point no I don't know man or are they like are they being like sucked surprisingly I couldn't crack it in the director's cup they're all fine like the gas station guy wakes up the next day he's like oh I don't know I'm alright there's that lawnmower man in my brain (laughs) he wakes up with that same nightmare that Pierce Brosnan had oh okay oh jeez that's how a monkey escapes (laughs) the the father wakes up oh what the hell and then beats his kid (laughs) But the father was killed brutally by a lawnmower. So I told you to stay out of my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that that lawnmower chased him around the house. Yeah. And that was and nobody the... woke up. <laughs> Wait, did he put a spell on them to be asleep? That's right. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, my bad, everybody. And they my put bad. a spell on those cops too. <laughs> Real convenient. 
Uh, yes, sir. Remember when the cops were like, hold on, hold on. (laughs) The cop is just standing out in front of the house where the lawnmower has just killed the guy, half the guy's in the the bird bath, and the guy goes, hell of a thing. (laughs) Hell of a thing. And I was like, okay, cool. Talking to nobody. Also, and then and then Pierce Brosnan is there, and they give him all the details. He is not related to that family at all. He's like, I'm the neighbor, and he's like, Well, here's everything I got. <laughs> Let's see if you can crack it. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody heard anything. <laughs> all right, so your name, your name for uh, Pierce Brosnan, your question. My name is Tyler. Uh, uh, clearly, Sinjin Smythe would be the uh, the only name for this one. Um, I like that. So, <laughs> uh, uh, one really quick thing is just that the, uh, the the partner at the lab, the other like mysteriously bald man that's not Dean Norris, yeah. is just named Tim's, and they just keep yelling Tim's over and over again. Um, but but the main thing is that every way he kills someone. It's with lawnmowers, or the one time it's, there's a, a bee on top of a car, so he makes CGI bees, and he's just seeing things that he's seen in real life, and that's the only thing he can come up with? It's, it's, it's insane. Like, so, if for a man who can create anything in virtual reality, he is simplistic in how he chooses to kill people. He's like, I got a lawnmower, I'll kill him with a lawnmower. Uh, <laughs> bees, tires, rocks. But meanwhile, when he gets it on in sex, it's crazy. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, my name is Brad. Uh, my name for Larry would be Dr. Nigel Applewhite III. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the movie, the Oculus Rift sucks up uh, Job's physical being mm-hmm. and mummifies him oh, while yeah. he goes into the computer. Totally Uh, normal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it sucks him dry like a vacuum cleaner. Like, like. It's as if, like, by going into the digital world, his corporeal form would be affected. Yeah, but only, like, but, like, dehydrated and everything else is still there. Yeah. (laughs) That is a bizarre moment. That was so weird. Like, why would the computer... (laughs) Why would the computer need his guts and blood and stuff? Like... Because, by the way, there's no direct line to it, so that shit would just fall out on the floor. Oh, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay, back here. Yes. Your name, your name for Pierce, and your question. Uh, My name's Allison. My name for Pierce would be Henry. Solid British. Um, And my question is, at the very, very end of the movie, it's all about high-tech, futuristic stuff, and then... They just kind of get all these calls around the world, and it seems like backtracking. You're, well, you're right. He well, says that's because, yeah, go ahead. he wants to make a million phone calls. <laughs> right? That well, was yeah. a line. He says, like, once he's in the fucking mainframe that he's going to call people. And I'm like, what? Yeah. But the whole says, point of phones is you don't have to be in it to do yeah. that. He says, he has, he I says, can make a million calls at the same time. You could do it from your house with just a phone. Yeah. He says, I have things to do, people to see, a billion calls to make. Yeah. Well, Why? He, he also said that like, once he's in the computer or something, it's like, then he'll be everywhere and you'll know it because all the phones will ring at once or something. It's yeah. like, they just, they were like, what's a way to have a signifier that he's like infiltrated the computers that we can do with just a sound effect and some stock footage? 
And that's what they landed on. I'm because, sure yeah, there like, are a bunch of other takes of him saying alt versions but that they just couldn't figure out how to do. That's right. The lights will go on in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too expensive. We can't get it. <laughs> the sun will rise. <laughs> but yeah, there's... So if you humor him and go, all right, well, then I pick up the phone. Are you just hearing like, that old like DSL dial-up? <laughs> Clang, clang, yeah. clang. Or is it just like really bad small talk? Like, <laughs> do you have a lawnmower? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did it all to get his business going. Yeah. yeah. He's like, is your lawn overgrown? Why not call me the lawnmower man? Uh, maybe I will. I'll send a, a sentient lawnmower to your house. Okay. Like, is your refrigerator running? Yeah, I, I like that. All right, so your question, your name, and your... My name is Stephanie, and I think that his name should be Hewlett Packer. Ooh, I like that. That's great. Um, I wanted to know if anybody noticed the connections between this story and Flowers for Algernon, the story that everybody had during the Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like this and, like, Flowers for Algernon. Also, like, Charlie, or is that another one? And, like, uh, and there's a few. Like, there's a few of these. Uh, like, Frankenstein, I would guess, would be the oh, main yeah. one. Yeah, Frankenstein. I, I, probably Frankenstein would probably be the, the clearest one. Pinocchio a little bit? Ooh, yeah. All right, well, that's good call. Good call. Any but other these questions? folks over here got super psyched for that. <laughs> There's a real nerds book club going on over here. That's our Flowers for Algernon fan club that comes to every show. All right, yes, yeah, so you have a good question? All right, here we go. Come on over here. Your name, your question, uh, your name for Pierce and your question. Hi, uh, so my name is Jed, and I would name him... To go with the theme of Mr. Director, Mr. Scientist. <laughs> all right. And so there's a scene when it all kind of culminates and the lawnmower man makes the chair levitate and then Pierce doesn't lose his shit at all. He just kind of calmly watches this happen. Actually, Totally normal. And then lawnmower man kind of tells this whole thing about the power and what he wants to do. And then the next scene, he's just back at his audio Recording, like, leaning against, being like, I feel like I should be concerned about, you know, what the lawnmower man said. And then he just starts killing people. Like, how did that conversation end? Did they just kind of, like, shake hands and go part ways? Bad lawnmower man. Bad. All right, I figured it out. Like, and then he walked away. But um, my favorite thing with him recording his journal is the one time where he turns it on. And it's like, start recording. And, and it takes a beat. And then he goes, ah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Where he's like, he's like, he's way, his sigh of sort of relief, like, like, it's like, why did you start recording? You haven't gathered your thoughts yet. <laughs> Who has a really good question? The last one, the last one. Yes. Okay, I'll come to you. I'll come from behind here. Right, your name uh, and your name for him and your question. Uh, my name's Nicole. Um, I just thought Isaac would be kind of a good name philosopher. I like it, good. Um, so I thought that the movie was kind of like Job's revenge from the book of Job in the Bible. Um, because in the book of Job, uh, Satan does a lot of bad stuff to Job. And so Job doesn't do anything. He just still, you know, prays to God, which like, okay. Oh, anyways. So um, in, the beginning, in the beginning, a lot of bad stuff happens to him. And then after he, when he sees God, that's when he becomes super smart. And then he just starts killing everyone that wronged him. So I just kind of saw a big relationship. Well, that's like, that's, you actually knew the one thing that we did not know. So that seems like very, yeah. that does seem exactly right. That seems exactly right. My favorite thing about that is that they, it, for this movie, they needed to make his name spelled J-O-B-E. <laughs> yeah. So that, 
people would pronounce it correctly. <laughs> Otherwise, every piece of paper about it would have to say jo- Job, and then in parentheses, like what? spelled like in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> was that so people would pronounce it correctly, or was it so they were like, this is going to be a really subtle reference that not a lot of people are going to pick up on? Let's give them a real softball, this audience. Yeah, yeah just uh, adding a vowel. They add E to Job, they add O to Angel. <laughs> they just tack a vowel on to just slip their little subtle my, reference. My script Cyber God's going to be great. Actually, uh, he's going to be Stephen King's <laughs> La Mormon. What? No. Uh, but Al Pacino will still play the scientist, right? No. <laughs> uh, Brosnan is Remington Steele? <laughs> he's playing Angelo? <laughs> playing uh, Larry? <laughs> Not my Larry. <laughs> I want to talk, uh, we should get into second opinions, but the one thing I also want to talk about was like when he invites the lawnmower man over to play the video game for the first time, it is the most complex video game I have ever seen. <laughs> and the kid, the five-year-old kid is doing really well, but it's just like jaws opening and closing and like they're flying. And, like, there's no rhyme or reason to that game whatsoever. It's not a game, yeah, and they don't have, like, players or tools or anything. It's just, like, razor blades come shooting down. It's like avoid razor blades. Yeah. (laughs) The flying game, which also just shows you how shitty the VR is. Like, they have to get on a special flying, like, VR thing to get on that. Like, it's like a motorcycle. they need to approximate weightlessness in some way, shape, or form in order for VR to work. Man, we've come so far. When this movie came out... Here um, we are. VR is what we're living in right now. (laughs) Well, obviously we had an opinion about this movie, but there are other people out there with a different opinion. It is now time for Second Opinions. What do they do to show a different view? They get a second opinion Amazon review. It's a five-star review written for someone like you. It's a second opinion. Hamilton, 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 All right. Hamilton. These are five-star reviews from Amazon.com. All right, so there's a lot of great ones in here. We'll start off with this one from uh, Roxy Gone. Uh, this is recent, uh, written recently, May 8th, 2015. Wow. Um, the Lawnmower Man has two great actors in it. Jeff Fahey, yum. I fly and upside down. Pierce Brosnan, yum. You cannot go wrong with two great actors who are also dreamy to look at and a great script. Yum. Five stars. Wait, the script was also yum? Yes. The script was like kind of a soft yum. Yeah. Um, okay. This... It's, it's so funny when people compliment the script on a movie like this where I'm like, I'm not sure they used the script when they were filming it. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, like, uh, these are, the five-star reviews here are a little bit tough. Uh, this is from Laura DiGiorno. Uh, are you sure she, it isn't Laura Delivery? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely DiGiorno. That's great. Guys, don't, don't reward that. This movie, man, let me imagine what the city was like. 
My delight and fascination with this movie revolves around the elements related to accelerated learning. Yeah, I have a certain fascination with mind stuff. So this movie was right up my alley. Five stars. That is a suicide note. Uh, one is written by Pavel Peev. Pavel Peev. Isn't that the guy that came up with the, the quiz at the end of Inside the Actors Studio? <laughs> what are your favorite curses? <laughs> um, okay, so the title of this one is Virtual Reality Empowered the Lawnmower Man and it can help you as well. <laughs> The plot is about a guy who's not very smart, but he plugs into virtual reality and becomes intelligent. He tries all possible ways to gain access and finds a back door that allows him to ring all the phones in the world. In a way, you can do the same thing with the internet. You can find all information about all things in a life that interests you, and you become empowered, more intelligent, and successful. I strongly recommend this movie. <laughs> Five stars. Thanks oh for reading. God. The priest says we have to leave the library now. <laughs> <laughs> I am the lawnmower man. <laughs> that makes it sound like his goal the whole movie was to ring all the telephones <laughs> in the world. <laughs> and- and, Mission accomplished. And he persevered. Yep. It's like an uplifting story about following your dreams. Yep. It's about a guy who's a landscaper who wants to ring every phone in the world. And to all he see needs. if he could do it. There must be a back door to ring these phones. I've tried the front door. It's locked. <laughs> Access denied. Oh, my God, that access denied scene. What was that? I don't even know what he was trying to do. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) If you'd have to guess, how many video games were there made of this movie? Like, this movie spawned X amount of video games. I was hoping for zero. That could be a possibility. Like, the question being how many video games means multiple. Four? Three. Was this movie a hit? Like, did people... Were no. Pe- no? <laughs> um, I believe those things are put into production before they realize Oh. That. Oh, my God. The first two. It was... Oh, well... Oh, actually, it was a hit. Wow, it was a hit. Budget, $10 million. Opening weekend, $7 million. Domestic gross... Thirty-two million. Wow! That's a Is hit. That, does that make it a hit just because it's like sort of profitable? Yeah, I, get, I mean, sure. yeah. Uh, sure. It was. I mean, uh, it's not like a hit like Star Wars mega hit, but yeah. like that's successful. That's like fine. Okay. It was the same year that Aladdin, Home Alone two, Lost in New York, and Batman Returns came out. So uh, those were one, two, and three. This came in number forty-two. It, it opened the same weekend as Wayne's World. <laughs> oh, it did. It opened the same weekend as Wayne's World. I read that today. See? Oh, my God. I wonder. That, that's put the audience. Can you imagine that double feature? 
<laughs> if you like went to the movies and saw both those movies, you'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> you get it confused. You think it's just like about Garth? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Continuing saga of Garth. Yeah. It's, the, it's the Garth prequel. The Garth origin story. You know, the director of this also directed that Peter Gabriel video. The, like the, side, the, the, vir, you know, the one that looks like a virtual reality one. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. And then, the, oh, then what else did I want to tell you guys? Oh, I don't know. That's it. That's all I have for here. Um, I guess my question is, would, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you guys would like to bring up before we before we close up shop here oh god at have, 12 there's so 11. many things <laughs> um just one thing uh the part where he is driving in the car with the kid and he has a boom box <laughs> sitting next to him and he keeps putting cds in and listening to the first five seconds of a song and then taking the cd out and putting another cd and being in. like this is country music this is classical music. Yeah. <laughs> His IQ is off the charts. <laughs> By the way, when did he turn in his truck for that Mercedes, and where did he get that Mercedes yeah. from? Did he buy that? Did he go Great to question. Deal? It was the widows. Uh, Drove her in... Uh, <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> My favorite moment, and it, it's visual, so you in the theater will see it, it's like... Pierce Brosnan's gonna go in after he's collected all of his um, his bombs, and he's like running in. He's like, huh? Looks at it. And he's like, all right, I'll take this gun. But it's like if the gun is left on the side of the road, like a video game gun yeah. would be like left there. He's like, yeah, bullets. Oh, oh, and it's like, oh, and ammo and a health kit <laughs> and a hundred dollars. Use that to buy body armor. <laughs> Um, well, let's go around the, the, the thing. Uh, would you recommend this movie? I would recommend this movie. I found it to be uh, highly enjoyable, uh, even though I didn't understand what was going on. It was great. And like we said, we didn't even touch upon the final CGI battle scene. The, and turning the, everybody into bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fuck yeah, I'd recommend this movie. Great, Neil. Yeah, I'd recommend it. I remember uh, uh, seeing like ads for it in comics when I was a kid, and then like seeing it on VHS and being like, "Yeah, I was satisfied with that." <laughs> <laughs> Jason, I mean, it's as relevant now as it was then. <laughs> Here we are on the precipice of the advancements of virtual reality they are at our doorstep no I mean this was terrible <laughs> um, I would watch it the caveat being fast forward like okay. there's stuff in here that is just garbage you know but like like the, like fast forward but yes I would watch it I would remake it and just be curious you about would that. Yeah, because... That should be a new question. <laughs> would you remake this would movie? Would you remake this movie? All right, well, I would. Would you? Like, as the director? Or? Oh, no, no, like, with the new... Like, knowing now what we know about VR, would it be more interesting to see it that way? I'd, re- no. I'd reboot it and tell it from the point of view of the wife. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's just a real really female her, empowerment story. It's yeah. really her story. Yeah. Remember when she was like, oh, don't smoke in bed. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see it's just like her day out in the city alone. Yeah. Just like a single, like, yeah. how Stella got her groove back. She's and then got, she comes back and she's like, oh, no, this, the town is ruined. She, she passes that classic wall of TVs in the city and it's like her husband's place of work blows up. She's like... <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, would like love a that. sequel that's about her only. But like, but wouldn't it be great if it was all going on in the background of her movie? Her Stella got yeah. the groove back. Like, just seeing like little things on the TV, like town blew up last night. <laughs> like it would, and she's just having the, oh, like a just, shopping montage. I'm walking on sun. It ends with her just picking up a payphone. Hello. <laughs> for coming out but um, let's talk Making History is on Fox starting when? Uh, January. January on Fox uh, and we can follow you on uh, the social media. Please follow me on Twitter. It's at not Neil Casey. Alright great and Emily uh, we are baby geniuses you can get that wherever podcasts are downloaded or streamed I imagine right? Yeah yeah yeah. And uh, can people follow you? They can follow I'm you too. at Mr. Emily Heller. Ooh I like that. Alright great. Jason you want to plug anything? This not really. Alright great. <laughs> Well, uh, I will plug this. Um, you can follow us uh, on Twitter at HDTGM. And also, uh, if you have any comments, questions, anything at all, you can call us at 619-PAUL-ASK. That's P-A-U-L-A-S-K. 619-PAUL-ASK. And you can leave questions and comments on our mini-episode. And a big thank you to everybody who makes this show possible. And I have that. I'm going to do that after the show. But, uh, but give it up for Avril Halley, who puts all of our clips. Nate Kylie does all of our research. Marissa Zeitz does everything, uh, organizing the show. July Diaz up in the booth. Everybody here at Earwolf. Everybody at Largo. Thank you so much. Good night. Hello, I'm John Lennon, and I'm simply having a wonderful Christmas time with all my new Earwolf merch. Just look at what Earwolf added to their store this year. Make your friends jealous, guys, with the brand new Earwolf Activity Book. Go on a magical mystery tour in your Hello from the Magic Tavern t-shirt. Shake it up, baby, with the longest, shortest time baby onesie. And there's gear from Comedy Bang Bang, How Did This Get Made, and so much more. Imagine all the deals. Go to store.earwolf.com today and use the promo code HOHO to get 15% off your purchase if you order by December 10th. Pick up a great gift for the podcast fan in your life this holiday season. Drums. This has been an Earwolf production. Executive produced by Scott Ackerman and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. I love Squarespace. I've built all my websites on Squarespace because it is the all-in-one platform that helps me build my brand for my podcast. It helps grow the brand. And what's so great about it is you don't have to be a designer. No, 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 no. You can get a beautiful website. You can engage with your audience and you can sell anything, your products, your content, and even your time. You have member areas where you can basically have like a gated community. You can let people in. You can have videos behind there. This whole summer, you can maybe decide to share a newsletter with your followers. And guess what? Squarespace makes it easy for you to do. I mean, I would like to maybe have a a tour update. Maybe I would just send out an email like, hey, this is what happened last night. Here's some photos. That would actually be a great idea. Maybe we should do that through Squarespace. Anyway, you can also now create pro level videos. 
because Squarespace has a video studio app. Yeah, they are stepping up their game and they already were great. Go to squarespace.com slash bonkers for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code bonkers, that's B-O-N-K-E-R-S, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 